Hello and welcome back. We are reading from the encyclicals of Pope John Paul II. Johannes Paulus P.P. second. Interesting enough, his name is spelled I-O-A-N-N-E-S Annie's, yeah. Paul, P-A-U-L-U-S, Paulus, which closely resembles my childhood friend Paulo, which helps me remember Argentina. Lord Lady of Fatima, pray for us. Okay, so this encyclical is entitled Veritatis Splendor. So today, when you go out and you enjoy the splendor of God's almightyness, creation, this awesomeness, think of this. We're going to start with a blessing, then the introduction, and I'll read you a couple of section titles real quick. Jesus Christ, the true light that enlightens everyone. Next section, the purpose of the present encyclical. Yeah, he'll tell you. Chapter one. Teacher, what good must I do? Says Matthew in 1916. Christ and the answer to the question about morality. Oh, wow. Okay. He's going to quote from Matthew 19 a lot. And then... Okay, it's long. Come follow me. Eh? Okay, all right. So just give you a little teaser as to what we're going to do right now. So we're just going to see what's up. This is available in multiple languages. I can't, I don't know which one to pick. Uh, we'll see. All right, maybe French. Francais, anyone? I'm really not good at French. So you should try it. Okay, we'll be right back. Okay, I'm going to do a quick cold read, meaning I have not seen this at all. And then if it doesn't sound any good, I will have to delete it and record it again. Awesome! If not, you can enjoy my stumblings. Yay! Um, today is... What's today? Wednesday? Is it Wednesday? All right. Benediction. La très encyclique Veritate Splendor, Dieu Severain Pontife, Jean-Paul II, à tous les vécueuses de l'Église catholique sur quelques questions fundamentales de l'enseignement moral de l'Église. Benediction. Veranas. Frères. Dans. L'Episcopate. Salut. Et. Benediction 
apostolique. Le, la splendeur de la vérité se reflète dans toutes les obres. Dieu, créature, est d'une manière, manière particulière dans l'homme créé à immédiat et à la ressemblance de Dieu. That was Genesis 1.26. La vérité éclaire intelligent, intelligence est donné sa forme à la liberté de l'homme qui est dit city fichon est amené à connaître et à mieux la Seigneur. Et c'est ce qui Faites le vêtement, la mounure de tes forces. Yeah, that's Psalms 4-7. Introduction. Jésus-Christ, lumière véritable qui est illuminée. Yeah, I can't do this. I need some French. All right, let's try the English. Varitatis Splendor. The title of this encyclical is V E R I. T-A-T-I-S Veritatis S-P-L-E-N-D-O-R Splendor By John Paul II Ionis Paulus II Blessing Venerable Brothers in the Episcopate, health and the Episcopal Apostolic Blessing. The splendor of truth shines forth in all the works of the Creator and in a special way in man. Created in the image and likeness of God, Genesis 126. Truth enlightens man's intelligence and shapes his freedom, leading him to know and love the Lord. Psalm 4 6. Hence the psalmist prays, quote, Let the light of your face shine on us, O Lord. Introduction 
section title, Jesus Christ, the true light that enlightens everyone. Number one, call to salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. Quote, the true light that enlightens everyone. Unquote, John 1.9. People become, quote, light in the Lord, unquote. And, quote, children of light, unquote. Where? Ephesians 5, 8. And are made holy by the, quote, obedience to the truth, unquote. Who said that? Oh, Peter, the first. Peter, chapter 1, 22. This obedience is not always easy. As a result of that mysterious original sin committed at the prompting of Satan, the one who is, quote, a liar and the father of lies, unquote, John 8, 44, man is constantly tempted to turn his gaze away from the living and true God in order to direct it towards idols. <clears throat> Who said that? Somebody said it's in 1 Thessalonians 1, 9. Exchanging, quote, the truth about God for a lie. Romans 1, 25. Man's capacity to know the truth is also darkened. And his will to submit to it is weakened, thus giving himself over to relativism and skepticism. John eighteen thirty-eight. <clears throat> he goes off in search of an illusionary freedom apart from truth itself. Illusory freedom. I L L. Yeah, it's ill, all right. Who? You. From what? Your senses. Sensory? Yeah. I L L U S O R Y. Sorry. Illusory. Illusory. Freedom. Apart from truth itself. You don't want to be ill. But no darkness of error or sin can totally take away. From man, the light of God, the Creator. You see, in the depths of his heart, there always remains a yearning for absolute truth. Oh yeah, right? You know it's there. And a thirst. You thirsty? To attain full knowledge of it. Yeah, right? Everybody wants 100% of that knowledge. That is eloquently proved by man's tireless search for knowledge in all fields. Did you know the word science is in the Bible? Once. It is proved even more by his search 
for the meaning of life, right? The development of science and technology, this splendid testimony of the human capacity for understanding and for perseverance does not free humanity from the obligation to ask the ultimate religious questions. Rather, it spurs us on to face the most painful and decisive of struggles, those of the heart and of the moral conscience. You feeling stirred up? Well, good. Check. Check, please. Number two. Okay, we'll take a break right here. That was long number one. All right, all right, all right. Number one. Hi, baby. You okay? Burpee? Okay. You want to listen to me say story? Yeah, sit down. You want more milk? I drink a lot. Okay, good job. You're going to be strong now. Good girl. All right. So here, listen to story. Rest. Number two. No one can escape from the fundamental questions. What must I do? Oh, that's my question today. How do I distinguish good from evil? How? The answer is only possible thanks to the splendor of the truth, which shines forth deep within the human spirit. Let's listen from the psalmist. From Psalms 4, 6, there are many who say, quote, Oh, that we might see some good. Let the light of your face shine on us, O Lord, unquote. The light of God's face shines on all its beauty. The light of God's face shines in all its beauty. On the, You're going to waste the ink, baby. Don't do that. Just one drop is enough. Okay. The light of God's face shines in all its beauty on the countenance of Jesus Christ. Quote, the image of the invisible God, unquote. Colossians 1.15. Or Hebrews 1.3 says, quote, the reflection of God's glory, unquote. Or John 1.14, full of grace and truth. Or skip ahead 14 chapters, John 14.6. Christ is, quote, the way and the truth and the life, unquote. Oh, it's one of my favorites. TWL, consequently, the decisive answer to every one of man's questions, his religious and moral questions in particular, is given by Jesus Christ, or rather is Jesus Christ himself. <gasps> yeah. As the Second Vatican Council recalls, quote, in fact, it is only in the mystery of the word incarnate that light shed 
the word, right? Got into your body. You heard it, right? Shed on the mystery of man. Okay. For Adam, the first man, was a figure of the future man, right? A figure of what's to come. Namely, of Christ the Lord. It is Christ, the last Adam, who fully discloses man to himself. Right? You gotta be told. And unfolds his noble calling by revealing revelations. The mystery of the Father and the Father's love. Unquote. See footnote number one. Jesus Christ, the, quote, light of the nations, unquote, shines upon the face of his church, which he sends forth to the whole world to proclaim the gospel to every creature. That's what Matthew said, 1615. Footnote number two. Hence, the church, as the people of God among the nations, See for number three, while attentive to the new challenges of history and to mankind's effort to discover the meaning of life, to discover, uh-huh, right, it's there, you gotta discover it, the meaning, discover, right, remove the cover, like you're cooking, it's steaming, it's ready, Cut, uncover it, okay, the meaning of dome, right, dome, da dum 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 just Genesis, the dome, no, no, no. While attentive to the new challenges of history and to mankind's effort to discover the meaning of life, offers to everyone the answer which comes from the truth about Jesus Christ and his gospel. The church remains deeply conscious of her duty, quote, duty in every age of examining the signs of the times and interpreting them in the light of the gospel so that she can offer in the manner appropriate to each generation replies to the continual human questionings on the meaning of this life and the life to come and on how they are related. Period, unquote. See footnote number four, end of number two. Let's do three because then there'll be the end of this section. The church's pastures in communion with the successor of Peter are close to the faithful in this effort. They guide and accompany them by their authoritative teaching, finding ever new ways of speaking with love and mercy, not only to believers, but to all people of good will. 
the Second Vatican Council remains an extraordinary witness of this attitude in the part of the church, which, as a, quote, expert in humanity, unquote, see footnote number five, pleases herself at the service of every individual and of the whole world. See footnote number six. The church knows that the issue of morality is one which deepen, deeply touches every person. Yeah, it involves all people. Even those who do not know Christ and his gospel or God himself. She knows that it is precisely on the path of the moral life that the way of salvation is open to all. The way of salvation is open to all. The way. The Second Vatican Council clearly recalled this when it stated that, quote, those who without any fault do not know anything about Christ, those who do, those who without any fault do not know anything about Christ or his church, yet who search for God with a sincere heart and under the influence of grace. Try to put into effect the will of God as known to them through the dictate of conscience. Dot, 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 can obtain eternal salvation, period, unquote. Yes. That is what the Second Vatican Council stated. That's huge. I got to find that where that is. Okay, hold on. Uh, last thing. The council added, quote, nor does divine providence deny the helps that are necessary for salvation to those who, through no fault of their own, have not yet attained to the express recognition of God, yet who strive, not without divine grace, to lead an upright life. For whatever goodness and truth is found in them is considered by the church as a preparation for the gospel and bestow by him who enlightens everyone that they may in the end have life. Period. Unquote. See footnote number seven. End of section one. Jesus Christ, the true light that enlightens everyone. Jesus, the true light that enlightens everyone. We'll be right back with the next section. Which will be the purpose of the present encyclical, of this thing I'm reading, the, en the encyclical. Okay. Oh, that was just the orders, I see. Okay, great, thank you. We'll be right back. All right, section number three. I'm sorry, the next section. 
the purpose of the present encyclical. At all times, but particularly in the last two centuries, the popes, whether individually or together with the colleague of bishops, have developed and proposed a moral teaching regarding the many different spheres of human life. In Christ's name and with His authority, they have exhorted, passed judgment, and explained. In their efforts on behalf of humanity, in fidelity to their mission, they have confirmed, supported, and consoled, with the guarantee of assistance from the Spirit of Truth. They have contributed to a better understanding of moral demands in the areas of human sexuality, the family. And social, economic, and political life. In the tradition of the Church and in the history of humanity, their teaching represents a constant deepening of knowledge with regard to morality. See footnote number eight. Today, however, it seems necessary to reflect on the whole of the Church's moral teaching, with a precise. Goal of recalling certain fundamental truths of Catholic doctrine, which in the present circumstances risk being distorted or denied. In fact, a new situation has come about within the Christian community itself, which has experienced the spread of numerous doubts and objections of a human and psychological, social. Cultural, religious, and even properly theological nature, with regard to the Church's moral teachings, it is no longer a matter of limited or occasional dissent, but of an overall and systematic calling into question of traditional moral doctrine on the basis of certain anthropological and ethical presuppositions. Presuppositions. At the root of these presuppositions is the more or less obvious influence of currents of thought, which end by detaching human freedom from its essential and constitutive relationship to truth. Thus, the traditional doctrine regarding the natural law and the universality and the permanent validity of its precepts is rejected. Certain of the Church's moral teachings are found simply unacceptable, and the magisterium itself is considered capable of intervening in matters of morality only in order to quote. Exhort consciousness, unquote, and to quote, propose values, unquote, in the light of which each individual will independently make his or her decisions and life choices. Particular, in particular, note should be taken to the lack of harmony between the traditional response of the church and the theological positions. Encountered even in seminaries and in faculty of theology, 
with regard to the questions of the greatest importance for the church and for the life of faith of Christians, as well as for the life of society itself. In particular, the question is asked, do the commandments of God, which are written on the human heart and are part of the covenant, do the commandments of God really have the capacity to clarify the daily decisions of individuals and entire societies? Is it possible to obey God and thus love God and neighbor without respecting these commandments in all circumstances? Also, an opinion is frequently heard which questions the intrinsic and unbreakable bond between faith and morality, as if membership in the church and her internal unity were to be decided on the basis of faith alone. While in the sphere of morality, a pluralism, pluralism of opinions and of kinds of behavior could be tolerated, these being left to the judgment of the individual subjective conscience or to the diversity of social and cultural contexts. Given these circumstances, which still exist, I come to the, to the decision, as I announced in my apostolic letter, Spiritus Domini, issued on 1st of August, 1987, on the 2nd uh, centenary, centenary of the death of St. Alphonsus Maria de Liguori, L-I-G-U-R-I, to write an encyclical with the aim of treating, quote, more fully and more deeply the issues regarding the very foundations of moral theology. Footnote number nine. Foundations which are being undermined by certain present-day tendencies. I address myself to you, venerable brothers in the Episcopate, who share with me the responsibility of safeguarding, quote, sound teaching, unquote. See 2 Timothy 4.3, with the intention of clearly setting forth certain aspects of doctrine which are crucial importance which are of crucial importance and facing what is certainly a genuine crisis. Since the difficulties with which it engenders have most serious implications for the moral life of the faithful and for the communion in the church, as well as for a just and fraternal social life. In this encyclical so long awaited is being published only now. One of the reasons is that it seems fitting for it to be preceded by the Catechism of the Catholic Church, which contains a complete and systematic exposition of the Christian moral teaching. The Catechism presents the moral life of believers 
in the fundamental elements and in its many aspects as the life of the quote children of God. Recognizing in the faith their new dignity. Christians are called to lead henceforth a life quote worthy worthy of the gospel of Christ unquote. See Philippians 1.27 Through the sacraments and prayer they receive the grace of Christ and the gifts of His Spirit which make them capable of such a life. See footnote 10. Consequently, while referring back to the catechism as a quote, quote as a sure and authentic reference text for teaching Catholic doctrine unquote footnote number 11 the encyclical will limit itself to dealing with certain fundamental questions regarding the church's moral teaching moral teaching taking the form of a necessary discernment about issues being debated by ethicists and moral theologians. The specific purpose of the present encyclical is this, is this to set forth with regard to the problems being discussed, the principles of a moral teaching based upon sacred scripture and the living apostolic tradition. AT, apostolic tradition. Footnote number 12. And at the same time, you told me to sit down. What? Okay, I'm sitting down. No, it's poop. Okay, what do you want me to sit? Right here? All right, I'll sit right there. Thank you. And at the same time, to shed light on the presuppositions and consequences of the descent which that teaching has met. Okay, all that was not even chapter one yet, people. But so I guess that's the end of the introduction. Yay, we'll be back with... Okay, so that was the end of the second section. The purpose of the present encyclical. All right, we'll be right back with chapter one. Teacher, what good must I do? Christ and the answer to the question about morality. We'll be right back. Yes. Can I see something you want to say? And everything you want to say. And just you want to say. And everything you want to say. Keep singing. I'll be right back.
I don't have any chocolate right now, but I wish I did. Chapter 1. Teacher, what good must I do? Matthew 19.16. Christ and the answer to the question about morality. Someone came to teach him. Number six, the dialogue of Jesus with the rich young man related in the 19th chapter of St. Matthew's Gospel can serve as a useful guide for listening once more in a lively and direct way to his moral teaching. Quote, then someone came to him and said, Teacher, what good must I to do to have eternal life? And he said to him, Why do you ask me about what is good? Is there only one who is good? If you wish to enter into life... Keep the commandments. And he said to him, Which ones? <laughs> and Jesus said, You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your mother and father. Also, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, I have kept all these. <laughs> what, what do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you wish to be perfect, go. Sell your possessions and give the money to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. Then, Come, follow me. Let's go. See footnote 13. Seven. Then someone came to him. Unquote. What does that mean? In the young man whom Matthew's gospel does not name, we can recognize Every person who, consciously or not, approaches Christ, the Redeemer of man, and questions him about morality. For the young man, the question was not so much about rules to be followed, but about the meaning of life. This is, in fact, the aspiration at the heart of every human decision and action. The quiet searching and interior prompting which sets freedom in motion. This question is ultimately an appeal to the absolute good, with a capital G, which attracts us and beckons us. It is the echo of a call from God who is the origin and goal of man's 
life. Precisely in this perspective, the Second Vatican Council called for a renewal of moral theology so that its teaching would display the lofty vocation which the faithful have received in Christ. Display it. See footnote 14. The only response fully capable of satisfying the desire of the human heart. In order to make this, quote, encounter with God, I'm sorry, this encounter, unquote, with Christ possible, God willed his church. Indeed, the church, quote, wishes to serve this single end that each person may be able to find Christ in order that Christ may walk with each person the path of life. In order that Christ may walk with each person the path of life. Footnote number 13. I'm sorry, footnote 15. End of section entitled, oh no, this is chapter one. Entitled, Someone Came to Him. But we're still going on chapter one. Teacher, what good must I do? All right. What must I, what must, what good must I do to have eternal life? Number eight. The question which the rich young man puts to Jesus of Nazareth is one rich rises from the depths of the heart. It is an essential and unavoidable question for the life of every man, for it is about the moral good which must be done and about eternal life. The young man senses there is a connection between moral good and the fulfillment of his own destiny. He is a devout Israelite, raised, as it were, in the shadow of the law of the Lord. If he asks Jesus this question, we can presume that it is not because he is ignorant of the question, of the answer contained in the law. It is more likely that the attractiveness of the person of Jesus had prompted within him new questions about moral good. New questions. He feels a need to draw near to the one, with a capital O, the one who had begun his preaching with this new and decisive proclamation. Quote, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Mark chapter 1 verse 15. People today 
need to turn to Christ once again in order to receive from Him the answer to our to their questions about what is good and what is evil. Te- Christ is the teacher. Robinni. Christ is the teacher, the risen one who has life in himself and who is always present in his church and in the world. Shh. Baby sleeping. It is he who opens up to the faithful the book of the scriptures and by fully revealing the Father's will teaches the truth about moral action at the source and summit source and summit of the economy of salvation as the alpha and the omega of human history See Revelations 1, colon 8, 21, colon 6, 22, colon 13. Christ sheds light on man's condition and his integral vocation. Shh. Okay, can you go, Scout, play in your room, please? Consequently, Quote, the man who wishes to understand himself thoroughly and not just in accordance with immediate, partial, often superficial, and even illusory standards and measures of his being. The man who wishes to understand himself thoroughly. Can you stop? I'm trying to read to daddy must with his unrest, uncertainty, and even with his weakness and sinfulness, with his life and death, draw near to Christ. He must, so to speak, enter him with all his own self and must, quote, appropriate, unquote, and assimilate the whole of the reality of the incarnation and redemption in order to find himself. If this profound process takes place within him, then he bears fruit not only of adoration of God, but also of deeper wonder at himself. Period, unquote. See footnote 16. If we, therefore, wish to go to the heart of the gospel's moral teaching and grasp its profound and unchanging content... We must carefully inquire into the meaning of the question asked by the rich 
young man in the gospel. And even more, the meaning of Jesus' reply, allowing ourselves to be guided by him. Hmm? Jesus, as a patient and sensitive teacher, answers the young man by taking him, as it were, by the hand and leading him step by step to the full truth. He does... I don't know. Let's find out. This is the end of the section. We'll be right back. This is the end of the section in the middle of chapter 1 called Teacher, What Good Must I Do to Have Eternal Life? We'll be right back with the next section, still the same chapter, called There is Only One Who is Good. What does that mean? We'll pick right up at 9 when we come back. All right, we're back. Next section, number nine. There is only one who is good. Jesus says, why do you ask me about what is good? There is only one who is good. If you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. Matthew 19, 17. In the versions of the evangelists, Mark and Luke, the question is phrased in this way. Why do you call me good? Question mark. No one is good, but God alone. According to Mark 10, colon 18, and Luke 18, colon 19. Before answering the question, Jesus wishes the young man to have a clear idea of why he asked his question. The, quote, good teacher, unquote, points out to him and to all of us that the answer to the question, what good must I do to have eternal life, can only be found by turning one's mind and heart to the one who is good. Yes, see, it's a who. No one is good but God alone. Only God can answer the question about what is good because he is the good itself. To ask about the good, in fact, ultimately means to turn towards God, the fullness of goodness. Jesus shows that the young man's question is really a religious question and that the goodness that attracts and at the same time obliges man has its source in God and indeed is God himself. God alone is worthy of being loved, quote, with all one's heart. And with all one's soul, and with all one's mind. Matthew 22, 37. He is the source of man's happiness. Jesus brings the question about morally good action back to its religious foundations. 
to the acknowledgement of God who alone is goodness, fullness of life, the final end of human activity, the perfect happiness. Rest in peace, right? 10. The church instructed by the teacher's words believes that man made in the image of the Creator, redeemed by the blood of Christ, and made holy by the presence of the Holy Spirit, has as the ultimate purpose of his life to live for the praise of God's glory. Ephesians 1, 12. Striving to make each of his actions reflect the splendor of that glory. Quote, know then, O oh beautiful soul, that you are the image of God. Unquote. Writes St. Ambrose. Or 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 11, 7 says, quote, know that you are the glory of God. Hear how you are his glory. You want to hear it? All right, here it comes. The prophet says in Psalms 138:6, Your knowledge has become too wonderful for me. That is to say, in my work, your majesty has become more wonderful. In the counsels of men, your wisdom is exalted. When I consider myself such as I am known to you in my secret thoughts and deepest emotions, the mysteries of your knowledge are disclosed to me. And then, O oh man, your greatness. And be vigilant. Don't forget, footnote 17. What man is and what he must do becomes clear as soon as God reveals himself. The Decalogue, the Decalogue is based on these words, quote, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Out of the house of bondage. Exodus 20, colon 2 to 3. In the, quote, ten words, unquote, of the covenant with Israel. And in the whole law, God makes himself known and acknowledged as the one who, quote, alone is good, unquote. The one who, despite man's sin, remains the model for moral action in accordance with his command, quote, you shall be holy, for I, the Lord, your God, am holy, unquote. Leviticus 19, colon 2. 
as the one who, faithful to his love for man, gives him his law. Exodus nineteen colon nine dash twenty four, and twenty colon eighteen dash twenty one. In order to restore man's original and peaceful harmony with the Creator and with all creation, and what is more, to draw him into his divine love. Leviticus twenty six twelve, quote: I will walk among you, and will be your God, and you shall be my people. The moral life presents itself as the response. Due to the many gratuitous initiatives taken by God, out of love for man, it is a response of love, according to the statement made in Deuteronomy about the fundamental commandment. Quote, "Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words which I command you this day shall be upon your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your children." Deuteronomy, do. Deuteronomy, six colon four dash seven. Thus, the moral life, caught up in the gratuitousness of God's love, is called to reflect His glory. For the one quote. For the one who loves God is enough to be pleasing to the one whom He loves. For no greater reward should be sought than that love itself. Love itself, charity, in fact, is of God in such a way, in such a way that God Himself is charity. Unquote. See footnote eighteen. Eleven, the statement that quote, there is only one who is good unquote, thus brings us back to the quote, first tablet unquote, of the commandments, which calls us to acknowledge God as the one Lord of all, and to worship Him alone for His infinite good holiness. Exodus twenty colon two dash eleven, the good is belonging to God, obeying Him, walking humbly with Him, in doing justice, and in loving kindness. Hmm, what reference is this? M I C 
Micah, Micah, probably, M-I-C, <laughs> 6 colon 8, M-I-C, <laughs> Micah. Acknowledging the Lord as good is the very core. The heart of the law. Acknowledging the Lord as good. I'm sorry, as God. Sorry. Ugh. I know, right? Anyway. Acknowledging the Lord as God is the very core. The heart of the law. The heart of the law. From which the particular precepts flow and towards which they are ordered. In the morality of the commandments, the fact that the people of Israel belongs to the Lord is made evident because God alone is the one who is good. Such is the witness of sacred scripture imbued in every one of its pages with a lively perception of God's absolute holiness. Quote, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. Unquote. Isaiah 6, colon 3. But if God alone is the good, capital G, no human effort, not even the most rigorous observance of the commandments, succeeds in, quote, fulfilling fulfilling, quote, unquote, the law. That is, acknowledging the Lord as God and rendering him the worship due to him alone. Matthew 4, colon 10. What's wrong, baby? Okay, one, okay, one last sentence, I'll take you outside. One last sentence, I'll take you outside. This, quote, fulfillment, unquote, this fulfillment can come only from a gift of God. The offer of a share. Huh? Am I share? Right? Stock market share? In the divine goodness revealed and communicated in Jesus, the one whom the rich young man addresses with the words, quote, good teacher, unquote, Mark 10, 17, Luke 8, 18. What the young man now perhaps only dimly perceives will in the end be fully revealed by Jesus himself in the invitation, come follow me. Matthew 19, 21, we'll be back, bye. Number 12. New section. If you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. Matthew 19:17. Only God can answer the question about the good, because He is the good. But God has already given an answer to this question. He did so by creating man and ordering him with wisdom and love to his final end. Through the law which is inscribed in his heart, Romans 
the, quote, natural law, unquote. The latter is nothing more, nothing other than the light of understanding infused in us by God, whereby we understand what must be done and what must be avoided. God gave this light and this law to man at creation. Period. Unquote. See footnote number 19. He also did so in the history of Israel, particularly in the, quote, ten words, unquote, the commandments of Sinai. Ten words? Hmm. Whereby he brought into existence the people of the covenant, Exodus 24, and called them to his, quote, own possession among all peoples, unquote. Quote, a holy nation, unquote. Exodus 19, 5-6. You know what? I'm not going to bother with the... I'm just going to keep reading. Okay, great. If you are curious, you can go read it and cite it yourself. It's on Vatican.com. All right, great. Vatican.va, sorry. Which would radiate his holiness to all peoples. What, whereby he brought into existence the people of the covenant and called them into his own possession among all peoples, his own possession among all peoples, a holy nation, which would radiate, which would radiate his holiness to all peoples. The gift of the Decalogue was a promise and a sign of the new covenant in which the law would be written in a new and definite way upon the human heart, replacing the law of sin, which had disfigured the heart. In those days, a new heart would be given, for in it would dwell a new spirit, the spirit of God. All right, I'm going to cite this. E-Z. Yeah, that was easy. <laughs> I'm guessing Ezekiel. E-Z 36 colon 24-28, footnote number 20. Consequently, Michael, can you please get her a refill, please? She's really hot, thanks. Consequently, after, the, after making the important clarification, quote, there is only one who is good, unquote, Jesus tells the young man, if you, that's why I need you to help me. If you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. In this way, a close connection is made between eternal life and obedience to God's command. God's command show man the path of life and they lead to it. God's commandments show man the path of life and they lead to it. Okay. From the very lips of Jesus, the new Moses, man is once again given the commandments of the Decalogue. Jesus himself definitely confirms them and proposes them to us as the way and condition of salvation. The commandments are linked to a promise 
In the old covenant, the object of the promise was the possession of a land where the people would be able to live in freedom and in accordance with righteousness. But in the new covenant, the object of the promise is the quote, kingdom of heaven. Unquote. As Jesus declares at the end, I'm sorry, at the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, a sermon which contains the fullest and most complete formation of the new law, Matthews 5 to 7, clearly linked to the Decalogue entrusted by God to Moses on Mount Sinai. This same reality of the kingdom is referred to in the expression, quote, eternal life, unquote, which is a participation in the very life of God. It is attained in its perfection only after death. But in faith, it is even now a light of truth, a source of meaning for life, an inchoate Share, I-N-C-H-O-A-T-E, share in the full following of Christ. A share in the full following of Christ. Indeed, Jesus speaks to his disciples after speaking to the rich young man. He says in Matthew 19.29, Everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or fathers, or mother, or children, or lands, for my name's sake. Whoever has left houses, or brothers, or sisters, or fathers, or mothers, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, will receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. Everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold and eternal life. 13. Jesus' answer is not enough for the young man who continues by asking the teacher about the commandments which must be kept. He says to him, which ones? He asks what he must do in life in order to show that he acknowledges God's holiness. After directing the young man's gaze towards God, Jesus reminds him of the commandments of the Decalogue regarding one's neighbor. Jesus said, you should not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your mother and father. Also, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. From the context of the conversation, and especially from a comparison of Matthew's text with the parallel passages in Mark and Luke, it is clear 
that Jesus does not intend to list each and every one of the commandments and required in order to enter into life, but rather wishes to draw the man's, the young man's attention to the centrality of the Decalogue with regard to every other precept, inasmuch as it is the interpretation of what the words, quote, I am the Lord your God, unquote, mean for man. Yeah, what does that mean for man? I am the Lord your God. So what does that mean for man? Nevertheless, we cannot fail to notice which commandments of the law the Lord recalls to the young man. They are some of the commandments belonging to the so-called second tablet of the Decalogue, the summary and foundation of which is the commandment of love of neighbor. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. In this commandment, we find a precise expression of the singular dignity of the human person. Quote, the only creature that God has wanted for its own sake. Period. Unquote. See footnote 21. The different um, commandments, the different commandments of the Decalogue are really only so many reflections of the one commandment about the good of the person. At the level of of the many different goods which characterize his identity is a spiritual and bodily being in relationship with God, with his neighbor, and with the material world. As we read in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, CCC, quote, the Ten Commandments are part of God's Revelation. They're part of God's revelation, the Ten Commandments. At the same time, they teach us man's true humanity. They shed light on the essential duties. And so, indirectly, on the fundamental rights, your rights and your duties, your duties and your rights, inherent in the nature of the human person. Inherit. Footnote number 22. The commandments of which Jesus reminds the young man are meant to safeguard the good of the person, the image of God by protecting his goods. Quote, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Unquote. Are moral rules formulated in terms of prohibitions. These negative precepts express with particular force the ever-urgent need to protect human life. The communion of persons in marriage, private property, truthfulness, and people's good name the commandments thus represent the basic condition for love of neighbor. 
at the same time, they are the proof of that love. They're the proof of that love. They are the first necessary step on the journey towards freedom. Freedom, its starting point, quote, the beginning of freedom, unquote, St. Augustine writes, the beginning of freedom is to be free from crimes such as murder, adultery, fornication, theft, fraud, sacrilege, and so forth. When once one is without these crimes, and every Christian should be without them, when one is without these crimes, when one is without these crimes, one begins to lift up one's head towards freedom. But this is only the beginning of freedom, not perfect freedom, dot, 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 right? Not, not yet. Just, you just got the application in. Okay, great. Footnote number 23, 14. This, this certainly does not mean that Christ wishes to put the love of neighbor higher than or even set it apart from the love of God. This is evident from his conversation with the teacher of the law who asked him a question very much like the one asked by the young man. Jesus refers him to the two commandments of love of God and the love of neighbor, and reminds him that only by observing them will we have eternal life. Do this, and you will live, unquote. Luke 10.28. Do this, this, and you will live, all right? That's what a father says to a son. Nonetheless, it is significant that it is precisely the second of these commandments which arouses the curiosity of the teacher of the law who asks him, yeah, and who is my neighbor? Luke 10, 29, the teacher replies with the parable of the good Samaritan, which is critical for fully understanding the commandment of love of neighbor. All right. Luke 10, colon 30 to 37. These two commandments on which depend all the law and the prophets. These two commandments, okay? Are pro on which, quote, depend all the law and the prophets, Matthew twenty two forty are profoundly connected and mutually related. Their inseparable unity is attested to by Christ's, by Christ in his words and by his very life. His mission culminates in the cross of our redemption. Yes, I am going. The sign of his indivisible love for the Father and for humanity. Coming. Okay, I have no idea where I left off. I'm offering this reading up where I think we left off, which is 12. I'm offering this reading up for Ukraine, for Russia, for Europe, for everything that's happening over there, and basically the whole world.
because yeah butterfly effect this is a mammoth butterfly hello <clears throat> section title if you wish to enter into life keep the commandments matthew 19:17 number 12 only god can answer the question about the good because he is the good with a capital g but god with a capital g has already given an answer to this question he did so by creating man so yeah did he answer the question what was the question again only god can answer the question about the good okay so the topic is the good yes but he's already answered that question okay how he did so by creating man and ordering him i created you i'm giving you an order i'm putting you in order and i'm giving you an order is that what i'm saying with wisdom and love to his final end i'm going to be with you forever through the law which is inscribed in his heart i see so look to my heart for the law the natural law quote unquote natural law the latter quote is nothing other the latter yes natural law okay natural law is nothing other than the light uh-huh of understanding infused in us by god got it finally thank you a definition for natural law it natural law is the light s u n s o n spiritually speaking of understanding infused okay i see the light the s u n infused by the s o n <laughs> infused by us infused in us by capital g little o little d whereby this is how we understand whereby we understand what must be done okay you want to know what must be done that's how you know listen to the natural law that god has inscribed in your heart whereby we understand what must be done and what must be avoided hello yay nay i knew mhm mm super no no god gave this light super and this law uh legos to man when at creation all the way in the beginning yeah unquote period might drop he also did so in the history of israel old testament gotcha ot particularly in those famous is it written in stone yeah those 10 words aka the commandments of sinai i spell it s i n a i sinai
whereby he brought into existence the people of, what are they called? The people of the covenant. Oh, they invented that word, huh? Yeah, see Exodus 24. Capital C-O-V-E-N-A-N-T. I mean, unless you can find an older people who started that word. I mean, come on. Covenant, a.k.a. marriage. Yeah. Anyways. And called them to be his, quote, own. O-W-N. What do you own? A.k.a. possession. Yeah. Quote, own possession among all peoples. So I'm among the people, but I have my own possession. Yeah. A.K.A. Quote, a holy nation. Unquote. Baby, that's dangerous. Exodus, Exodus, 19, 5 to 6. No. No. What are you trying to reach? More chocolate cookies? It's empty box. Sorry. What are you... you found your swim diaper. Hang on, swimming. Oh, good, 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 good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Anthony. What are you trying to get? Come on. Here, get this toy. Play with this. You want to play with this? There you go. Here, play with this. You want to play with this? Yeah, yeah. Come on. Get there. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Here, baby, you want to play with this? Yeah, nobody wants that in front of their face. Yeah. Oh, look, there's a pocket. You can put everything in here. You want to put something in here? Look. Wow. Look, you can put it in here. Look, look, baby. Baby, look. Put it in here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh. Yeah. Okay, you play. All right, where was I? Exodus, right. Which could radiate... Right? S-U-N. Rays. R-A-E. His holiness to all peoples. Wisdom. What's easy? I don't know. Easy 2041. The gift of the Decalogue was a promise. Promises made. And a sign of the new covenant. Really? He signed it? Yeah. Okay. Right? You promise? I promise to blood and blood. I love you. And you sign it. John Hancock. Of the New Covenant. Nice. Where where do you sign it? Eh, coming up. In which the law would be written in a new and definitive way. Yet we like definitive. I need I need definitions, glossary. Thank you. Upon, here it comes. Are you ready? Okay, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Picture an emoji with a little yellow bow tie on it. With a heart with a gift, right? Okay. Upon the human heart. <gasps> I have one of those. Do you? Do you? I don't know. Can you hear it? I can feel it. All right. It's all good. Jeremiah. 31. 31, 34, babe. Replacing the law of sin. Which had disfigured that heart. Jeremiah third, uh, 17, 1. In those days, quote, a new heart, unquote, like a purple one, would be given, for in it would dwell, quote, 
a new spirit. It's purple, purple, unquote. The spirit of God with capital S, capital G, S G. Spirit of God. Easy. It's so easy to read what you see. Thirty-six, chapter twenty-four, twenty-eight. No, that didn't rhyme. No, it didn't. Footnote twenty. No worries. Consequently, there are consequences. After making the important clarification, thank you for clarifying that up. Where can you repeat it? Sure. Quote: There is only one who is good. Yeah, yeah, you did say that. Okay. Unquote. Jesus tells the young men, young Turks, no, young men, men, man. Oh, there's just one listening. Got it. Jesus tells the young man, colon, quote, if you wish to enter into life, truth, way, life, please, keep the commandments. Get it. Matthew 19, room 17. In this way, it's not a path. No, it's a way. Why? Yeah, you gotta have a why in there. The why of the way. You want it on, 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 on. What's this? What's this? Double time. <laughs> now you're all confused. You want that one? You can only take one, right? Which one you want? How about this one? Play something. Too loud. You like the music or no music? Which one you want? Music? Here you go. How about this one? Snow Brothers. <gasps> Aren't they cute? Wanna try? From the lips of Jesus, ooh, what did he say? In this way, a close connection is made between eternal life and obedience to God's commandments. You know what? That was my question today. Obedience. Yep. How's it connected to eternal life? Yep. Give it to me. Colon. God's commandments. Uh-huh. Show man. Uh-huh. Oh, there's a P word. The path of life. Oh, we called it. We called it. Daddy called it. Daddy called it. In this way, a close connection is made between eternal life and obedience to God's commandments. Thus, God's, com listen up, God's commandments show man, okay, take the commandments like a flashlight, turn it on, See the light. Point it. You see a path. You see right. You see grass. You see a path. You see trees. Squirrel. And they lead to it. Okay. Follow the flashlight. It's gonna lead you like, like it led those people with Moses. Pillars of fire and tornadoes. From the very lips of Jesus, the new Moses. Yeah. Right. Out with the old, in with the new. Man is once again given the commandments of the Decalogue, right? Saying the same thing, just a new way of saying it. What? You moved on, I moved on. Let's go. Up my standards, up yours. Jesus himself 
definitively confirms them and proposes them to us as the way. The Tao. You speak Chinese? Dao. And, or go visit Thomas Merton, our Trappist monk, who nicely translated everything because he loved the stuff like I did and just wanted to show the linkage, connection, right? Okay, linked, right, okay. Jesus himself definitively confirms them and proposes them to us as the way and condition. It's conditional. You betcha. Of salvation. I mean, of course there's condition. There's ten of them. Did you not read? Hello? Or can you read? If you can't, let me know. I'll read for you. All right. The commandments are con. Okay. Jesus himself definitive. He, he defined it. He himself defined it and confirmed it. He and proposes them. And he pro he's proposing to you. Okay. That this is the way. And the condition of salvation. You want salvation? You want a way? You want to know the conditions? It's simple. Ten. Sign there. Look. It's not like buying a house. Dude. You know how many pages you have to sign to sign it? It's, they, that's why they call it signing your life away. You, mean, you sit there like, you're like, dude, I'm tired of signing. How many times do I have to sign these papers just to buy this darn house? Oh, I'm so sorry. You're not buying a house. You're, you're actually forging a promissory note. You mean I'm not giving you anything? Oh, no, you're giving us... What are you, what are you giving me? Uh, 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 yeah, okay. Keep signing. Yeah, whatever. The commandments are linked to a promise. You know, that sentence isn't italicized. I wonder why. The commandments are linked to a promise. Commandments are linked to a promise. All right, go ahead. Ten commandments, ten promises. Is that what we're talking about? Hmm. Minions? Anyone? Anyone? Minions in the house. In the old covenant, yeah. the object of the promise was the possession of a land. Location, location, location. Local where the people would be able to live in freedom. Freedom! And in accordance with righteousness. Righteous! Deuteronomy 6, 20, 25. In the new covenant, new covenant, the object of the promise, L, is, yes, the, quote, kingdom Kingdom of Heaven. Thank you, Louisa. You're welcome. Unquote. Anybody ready for the Kingdom of Heaven? Aya, aya. As Jesus declares, right, like the rosary, you know, I've come to declare the day acceptable to the Lord. As Jesus declares at the beginning, in the beginning of the, quote, Sermon on the Mount, I hope the chosen is Dallas. I hope you're filming, right? I want to see my sermon on the mountain. My 500 awesome volunteers that got busted, and we still don't see them, right? We saw their awesome interviews. And back to the story. In the new covenant, the object of the promise is the quote kingdom of heaven. As Jesus declares at the beginning of the, quote, Sermon on the Mount, unquote, a sermon which contains the fullest and most complete formulation of the NL. Can you do, you know, when you put the L up to your forehead? Law! Not loser. Law! If you're a loser, you need the law 
L-A-W. New law. C-F. Mount five to seven. Which mountain are you on right now, Torch? Torch is awesome. I love that view. He's in the clouds. Oh, and he's still on Wi-Fi. Like, how's that even possible? Like, is that a Verizon commercial or what? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Torch! Matthew 5 to 7. Clearly linked to the Decalogue entrusted by God to Moses on Mount Sinai. This same reality of the kingdom is referred to in the expression eternal life. Eternal life, which is a participation participation in the very life of God. Laugh! Wait. Truth. Laugh! It is attained in its perfection only after death. Gotta die first. Yep. Ticket to heavy. Condition? You gotta drop it like a rock, baby. Hot potato. You done with that? You know, when you, right? The bones is... You want to eat the skin? Go ahead. Can, but can you eat the bones? Really? Right? Unless it's a shrimp. And um, Daddy taught me how to... He's said, eat... I, I, I saw Daddy eat the whole shrimp. Like, shells and everything. I said, dude, you have a strong teeth. I can't do that. But one day, he actually cooked it where the shell is soft enough. And I was like, all right, go ahead. Try it. Go. Go. Get. Before I know, I ate the whole thing. Shell and all. But, you know, soft-shell crabs, right? Come on. You ever, anybody have soft-shell crabs? But in faith, it is even now a light of truth. Yeah, faith equals truth. A source of meaning for life. You have life, but you got meaning for it? What do you mean by your life? An inchoate share. How do you spell that? I N. C-O, cho, eight. Like you choked on your chocolate? Yeah, because I don't see L-A. Yeah, where L-A go? L-A, L-A. N, cho, eight. I-N-C-H-O-A-T-E. Got it? Get it. Good. And enjoy it. Share. Can I look that up? Can I look that up? Etymology. Share in the full Following of Christ. It's full, all right. Indeed. Like a subway train on rush hour. Indeed. Same. Uh, no, what's that called? Uh, uh, tuna? No. Uh, can of fishes squished together? What's that called? Somebody? Taboo, anybody? No. Indeed. Jesus says to his disciples after speaking to the rich young man, Everyone who has left houses or brothers, me, or sisters, me, or fathers, me, or mother, me, or children, not me, or lands, me, for my name's sake, me, will receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. How can I say no to that and go back to, right? Mount 19. Twenty-nine. End of number twelve. We'll be back. Thirteen, Jesus answers. We'll be right back. Alright, thank you for that rehash of number twelve. I finally found my place. It is on the third paragraph of fourteen. Alright, we can't miss this most important part. 
the word we left off was humanity. Okay, the sign of his indivisible love for the father and for neighbor or humanity, according to John thirteen one. Next paragraph, most important, both. Keyword hashtag both. Both the old and the new testaments explicitly affirm that without love of neighbor, made concrete in keeping the commandments, genuine love for God is not possible. Let's listen to what Saint John has to say. Saint John, what extraordinary point! With extraordinary forcefulness, say it again. If anyone says I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. Would you say that? Fourth floor, room twenty. Four twenty. Four twenty. John, my man. That's it. Knuckles. The evangelist echoes. Evangelist, come here. Can you echo, please? Sure. Can you echo the moral teachings of Christ, expressed in a woundful and unambiguous way in the parable of the Good Samaritan, like in Luke, tenth floor? Sure. And also in、uh, your own words about the final judgment, right? Great, thanks. All right, great. Oh, you guys, go see Matthew twenty-fifth、uh, floor for that. Okay, great. But let's move on. Number fifteen. We'll be right back. There was fourteen. That was it. Yeah, that was it. I got. I got to mark my place. Okay, mark. All right, and we're back with. Oh, that reminds me. I got to read. Uh, Mary today too. About the no, did I did I read that? Virgin Mary in the Kingdom of Heaven. Yeah, I got to do that too. Fifteen, in the quote Sermon on the Mount unquote, which is really the A.K.A. Magna Carta of Gospel Morality. I mean, how can you be an evangelist without knowing the Magna Carta? Am I right? Am I right? Sermon on the Mount, people. Footnote twenty-four. Jesus, what'd you say? I said. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law, and the prophets. Psh, I have come not to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Fill my cup, refill, refill. Sorry, sorry. Got a little excited. Matthew, fifth floor, seventeen. Christ, Christ is the key. Oh yeah. Huh? Is that simple? It's that simple. Christ is the key. Key, Alicia? No. Piano keys? No. Unlocking something key? Oh. Christ is the key to the scriptures. You don't say. Quote. You search the scriptures. Dot 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 semicolon, and it is they that bear witness to me. Unquote. John fifth floor thirty nine, Christ is the center. Is that what you call the tabernacle of the economy of salvation? 
Oh, there's that E word. I took Econ 101. Let's go, Salvation. The recapitulation. Hey, heads up. Catch. Who's on first? The recapitulation of the Old and New Testaments of the promises of the law of their fulfillment in the gospel. He is the living, eternal link. Click here. Between the old and the new convenience. Oh. Commenting on Paul's statement. Paul, come here. Psst. Paul. Paul. So. Yeah, uh, what did I say? Uh, in Romans 10th floor and 4. Uh, I said Christ is the end of the law. Do you hear me? End of the law. Christ. Okay, Christ. End of law. Got it. Get it. Good. Thanks. Thanks, Paul. Uh, next, we have St. Ambrose's writing. I'll read it for you. Quote. Envelope, please. Mm, thank you. And not in the sense of a deficiency. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> but in the sense of the fullness of the law. I'm end. Last drop. Okay? It's full. Tell me when. It's full. Got it. It's good. Good. Tell me when. Good. Good. Good for you. Good for me. Good for you. Good for me. Can you give it to me in Latin? Sure. Plenitudo. Plenty. Yeah, that's plenty. Plenitudo. Legis. You ready to leg it? Yes. Legis. Where? In? Plenitudo. Legis. In plenty for you to leg it in plenitudo legis in Cristo. Oh, yeah, there's the big C. Plenitudo legis in Cristo. What? No, est. Est? Cristo est. Yes, he is. Is it like a song? Plenitudo legis in Cristo est. Is that? In fullness, which is achieved in Christ. A fullness, plenitudo, which is legis, achieved in, no, achieved est, in Christ, in Cristo. A fullness in Christ, a fullness in Christ is achieved only in Christ. Get it, get it good. Plenitudo, legis, in Cristo, est. Oh, what's wrong, baby? <gasps> you made a mess. Yes. Where did you find that food? Where did you find that mess? Oh, you spit it all out. Okay, I gotta go, people. Where am I? Come on, man. Come on, man. Alright, just remind me. Alright, just let me give first paragraph of number 15. Alright. I'll clean it up later. Whatever. You search the scriptures. Yes, yes. He's the key. Alright, great. Because they bear witness to me. Alright. Link, link. Alright. Old, new, link. End of the law. Right? Not in the sense that end because it fulfilled. He fulfilled it. Right? The old was telling you what he's going to do. And the new was telling you what he did. And he said, it's finito. I finished everything I promised. Promises made. Promises kept. Sign here. Thank you. Yep. I just signed my life away, didn't I? Yep. Okay. Since he came not to abolish the law, but to bring it to fulfillment, 
in the same way that there is an Old Testament, but all truth is in the New Testament, so it is for the law. What was given through Moses is a figure of the true law. Like a mannequin. It's not a man. It's a mannequin. Get it? Oh, don't wake up your daddy. Therefore, the Mosaic law is an image of the truth. 25, 25, footnote 25. Okay, we'll be right back. Let's try to put this baby to sleep. All right, picking up from 15, paragraph 2. Jesus brings God's commandments to fulfillment, particularly the commandment of love thy neighbor, of love of neighbor. Ah, know thy, know thy. The commandment of love of neighbor by interiorizing their demands and by bringing out their fullness, meaning, their fullest meaning. Love of neighbor springs from a loving heart, which precisely because it loves, is ready to live out the loftiest challenges.